Today is the third day of June. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. I'm just thinking to myself, have I been still saying May? <laughs> like for these last couple of days? I just had this this brain melt. Like, have I been saying June? It's June. And uh, it's a bit of a big day for us because we're going to begin to move into some new territory when we get to our New Testament reading. We concluded the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John yesterday, which will bring us to the book of Acts when we get to the New Testament. But before that, we are continuing our journey through the book of 2 Samuel and the reign of King David. So we're reading from the New Living Translation this week, 2 Samuel chapter 20, verse 14 through 21, verse 22. Meanwhile, Sheba traveled through all the tribes of Israel and eventually came to the town of Ebel Batmeaka. All the members of his own clan, the Bikrites, assembled for battle and followed him into the town. When Joab's forces arrived, they attacked Ebel Batmeaka. They built a siege ramp against the town's fortifications and began battering down the wall. But a wise woman in the town called out to Joab, Listen to me, Joab. Come over here so I can talk to you. As he approached, the woman asked, Are you Joab? I am, he replied. So she said, Listen carefully to your servant. I'm listening, he said. And she continued, There used to be a saying, If you want to settle an argument, ask advice at the town of Ebel. I am one who is peace-loving and faithful in Israel. But you are destroying an important town in Israel. Why do you want to devour what belongs to the Lord? And Joab replied, Believe me, I don't want to devour or destroy your town. That's not my purpose. All I want is a man named Sheba, son of Bichri, from the hill country of Ephraim who has revolted against King David. If you hand over this one man to me, I will leave the town in peace. All right, the woman replied. We will throw his head over the wall to you. Then the woman went to all the people with her wise advice, and they cut off Sheba's head and threw it out to Joab. So he blew the ram's horn and called his troops back from the attack. They all returned to their homes, and Joab returned to the king at Jerusalem. Now Joab was the commander of the army of Israel. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was captain of the king's bodyguard. Adoniram was in charge of forced labor. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was the royal historian. Shiva was the court secretary. Zadok and Abiathar were the priests. And Ira, a descendant of Jair, was David's personal priest. There was a famine during David's reign that lasted for three years. So David asked the Lord about it. And the Lord said, 
The famine has come because Saul and his family are guilty of murdering the Gibeonites. So the king summoned the Gibeonites. They were not part of Israel, but were all that was left of the nation of the Amorites. The people of Israel had sworn not to kill them, but Saul, in his zeal for Israel and Judah, had tried to wipe them out. David asked them, What can I do for you? How can I make amends so that you will bless the Lord's people again? Well, money can't settle this matter between us and the family of Saul, the Gibeonites replied. Neither can we demand the life of anyone in Israel. What can I do then? David asked. Just tell me and I will do it for you. Then they replied, It was Saul who planned to destroy us, to keep us from having any place at all in the territory of Israel. So let seven of Saul's sons be handed over to us, and we will execute them before the Lord at Gibeon, on the mountain of the Lord. All right, the king said, I will do it. The king spared Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, who was Saul's grandson, because of the oath David and Jonathan had sworn before the Lord. But he gave them Saul's two sons, Armoni and Mephibosheth, whose mother was Rithpah, daughter of Aiah. He also gave them the five sons of Saul's daughter, Merab, the wife of Adriel, son of Barzillai, from Aholah. The men of Gibeon executed them on the mountain before the Lord. So all seven of them died together at the beginning of the barley harvest. Then Rizpah, daughter of Ea, the mother of two of the men, spread burlap on a rock and stayed there the entire harvest season. She prevented the scavenger birds from tearing at their bodies during the day and stopped wild animals from eating them at night. When David learned what Rizpah, Saul's concubine, had done, he went to the people of Jabesh-Gilead and retrieved the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan. The Philistines had killed Saul and Jonathan on Mount Gilboa. The people of Jabesh-Gilead stole their bodies from the public square of Bet-Chan, where the Philistines had hung them. So David obtained the bones of Saul and Jonathan as well as the bones of the men the Gibeonites had executed. Then the king ordered that they bury the bones in the tomb of Kish, Saul's father, at the town of Zila, in the land of Benjamin. After that, God ended the famine in the land. Once again, the Philistines were at war with Israel. And when David and his men were in the thick of battle, David became weak and exhausted. Ishbi Benob was a descendant of the giants. His bronze spearhead weighed more than seven pounds, and he was armed with a new sword. He had cornered David and was about to kill him. But Abishai, son of Zariah, came to David's rescue and killed the Philistine. Then David's men declared, you are not going out to battle with us again. Why risk snuffing out the light of Israel? After this, there was another battle against the Philistines at Gob. 
As they fought, Sibikai from Husha killed Saf, another descendant of the giants. During another battle at Gob, Elanon, son of Jair from Bethlehem, killed the brother of Goliath of Gath. The handle of his spear was as thick as a weaver's beam. In another battle with the Philistines at Gath, they encountered a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in all, who was also a descendant of the giants. But when he defied and taunted Israel, he was killed by Jonathan, the son of David's brother Shimea. These four Philistines were descendants of the giants of Gath, but David and his warriors killed them. Okay, like we mentioned yesterday, and as we mentioned today, we're moving into some new territory in the New Testament. Uh, We're about to begin the book of Acts, which unveils what happened after Jesus ascended to the Father. And practically speaking, we could call what we're about to read Second Luke, uh, because Luke and Acts share the same author, and Acts picks up where the Gospel of Luke left off. So the, uh, the first portion of Acts, the, the part that we're about to dive into, will focus on the ministry of Peter, and uh, then we'll meet this zealous Pharisee named Saul. And uh, Saul was doing everything he could to wipe the name of Jesus from the lips of anyone who dared to speak it. But in the midst of that quest, he, he met Jesus in a life-changing way on the road to Damascus. And uh, so this man, Saul, would eventually become the Apostle Paul and we'll spend the latter part of the book of Acts getting to know him. And we'll get to know Paul as good as we'll know anyone else in the Bible. He will influence most of the rest of our time together uh, because his letters make up the bulk of the remainder of the New Testament. But as we enter into this new territory in the Bible, we need to recognize that the fuel that energizes the stories that we're about to read in the book of Acts comes from a promise. A promise that the Holy Spirit would come. And nothing of the early church would have been possible without the Spirit of Truth. And, and, and we would do well to remember this because it's the same Spirit that empowers us to bring light and good news into the world today. So, we, uh, we have closed the books on the Gospels, the stories of Jesus' life and ministry, and now may we drink deeply from the book of Acts because we're considering our spiritual heritage. But more than that, we're looking at what the power of the Holy Spirit did and continues to do in and among us. And so we begin Acts chapter 1. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the forty days after he suffered and died, 
He appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. But someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of a half a mile. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. During this time, when about 120 believers were together in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. Brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit, speaking through King David. Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. Judas had bought a field with the money he received for his treachery. Falling headfirst there, his body split open, spilling out all his intestines. The news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave the place the Aramaic name Ekeldama, which means field of blood. Peter continued, This was written in the book of Psalms where it says, Let his home become desolate, with no one living in it. It also says, Let someone else take his position. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John 
until the day he was taken from us. Whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. And they all prayed, O Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas in this ministry. For he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. And they cast lots, and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other eleven. Psalm 121 A song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Proverbs 16, 18 Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Father, we thank you once again for bringing us into this new month, into this new week, into this new book, into this new territory on our journey through the scriptures. And uh, as we move our way through the sixth month of the year, and we are so grateful for the promises that you poured out to us in the Psalms today. Our help comes from you. You made heaven and earth. There is no one else to help us. But you won't let us stumble. You will watch over us day and night. You will stand beside us and protect us. The sun won't harm us by day nor the moon by night. You'll keep us from harm and watch over our lives now and forever. We take that to heart, Lord. We commit Psalm 121 to memory and plant it deep in our hearts as a constant word of encouragement and reminder that we are never separated from you. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray into this day. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home-based 
it's where you find what's going on around here, and today's the the big announcement, or a big announcement. One year ago, we decided to do something that we had never done before. And it was based on something that we had done a lot of times. So back in like 2011, 2012, uh, we literally went all over the world on this thing called the Family Gathering Tour. And we just gathered as a community in so many cities, in so many places. And it was just a, a beautiful thing to watch the community come together. And that, that lasted for about 18 months. And then, uh, so last year, we decided to not do a family gathering in a bunch of different towns, but to do a family reunion here in the rolling hills of Tennessee. And uh, I thought, well, yeah, I mean, I imagine a few people would like to come to that. That would be, that would be fun to just kind of come together over Labor Day weekend and have, uh, you know, cook out, just be together like a family reunion. And uh, Jill and Mike, they were more convinced that lots of people would want to want to come, but I'm all kind of pragmatic. And I'm like, I think some people will want to come. Well, as it turns out, lots of people wanted to come. And so we had a, a, our first ever family reunion last September, last late August, September, Labor Day weekend. And uh, <laughs> we found this place in the rolling hills of Tennessee. We had a blast, a blast together. But the only, the only downside was... It was sold out like literally a lot more people wanted to come than were able to come. So this year we're praying into, do we do the family reunion again? Do we do this again? We need to find um, a better place to do this to accommodate more people. Because the idea is to come to a place, right? And just kind of camp out together, be together as a family. Just We have this common language. We're going through the Bible together. And so I've witnessed uh, infinite amount of time. Well, infinite is kind of a big word. Many, 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 many countless times. Everywhere we go, that the daily audio Bible community comes together, it's instant. Like we're, we're immediately, we're on the same page because we're doing this every day, day together. And so it's a beautiful thing. And that happened at the family reunion. So anyway, to make this long story a little shorter. We're going to do the Daily Audio Bible Family Reunion 2019 over Labor Day weekend, uh, which is August 31st through September 2nd, 2019, uh, here in the rolling hills of Tennessee in Nashville. And uh, this time we found a, a larger place up on the lake. And it's beautiful, private beach, canoeing, water slides, um, wall climbing, all kinds of sports, beautiful grounds, wonderful place to have a family reunion. It's, a, it's just a camp with you walking. It's this large YMC camp, camp up on the, the lake. Uh, just, just minutes from the airport, from Nashville, it's, it's going to be awesome. So it's where the global campfire comes together. And we had so much fun last year that uh, we're going to do it again this year. Registration is now open. Uh, the cost is $55 per person. This includes two dinners. Uh, the use of the beautiful grounds to play and enjoy, uh, as well as just being together, two evenings together where we'll 
will share together and be together and be the global campfire together. Uh, but, uh, so that's the cost if you're just going to be kind of like staying somewhere else. But we want to recommend come, hang out, stay, uh, be family together. Let's have a family reunion. And so there are a number of different options, whether you want to tent camp, whether you want to bring an RV, uh, whether you want to stay hostile style like in, in men's dorms and women's dorms, or you want to bring your family there's a yurt village there. Uh, there are bunkhouses. So uh, you can see all of this at dailyaudiobible.com in the initiatives section. Just look for Family Reunion 2019. And registration is open. Last time we did this, the event sold out in a week and I was shocked. So I, I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait around we are so looking forward to this. It is going to be a blast. Family Reunion 19, where the global campfire comes together here in the rolling hills of Tennessee. And uh, you can get all the details at dailyaudiobible.com. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com as well. There is a link. It lives on the homepage. Thank you for clicking that link. Thank you for your partnership. We would not be here if we were not here together. So thank you uh, as we move through the summer for your partnership. So link on the homepage. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner or the mailing address if you prefer is P.O. Box 1996 Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I am Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hi, this is Much Afraid. Um, I'm... Uh, I was the one called in February and... We're missionaries um, here in a Buddhist country in Asia uh, for a number of years um, and somewhat isolated, don't, don't have a lot of people praying for us. Um, I was saying that everything was coming to a head in my life and um, that I'm waking up at age 60 to uh, a lot of inward brokenness, i.e. sin and uh, much woundedness and I always knew that I was not healthy enough to um, be a missionary but um, did feel called uh, I felt called so here I've been um, I just wanted to say thank you to Mrs. Valiant and Margot of Australia and now of Africa and Kathleen from Mount Zion, Illinois and others um, for your prayer. It just meant so much to me. Um, and uh, uh, thank you so much for the concrete, um, for one, for the concrete assurance that people are praying and that God knows and that God is actively at work. Um, I'm implementing the suggestions um, that some, some had and uh, the word from God along the lines of Heinz Feet, uh, the book, 
it offered so much explanation for what I'm experiencing. Um, I can see I'm crossing into a new stage from sorrow and suffering to joy and peace, but I'm still coming to see other aspects. Um, I'm struggling tremendously still. Um, uh, having, um, I, faint, I feel quite faint having the hope that God is uh, at work, actively at work, though. Hi, my name is Smiling with Joy Kathy from Pennsylvania. I have been a fellow, fellow dabber for years and have been listening and praying right along with all of you. I love this community. It just feels like home. And thank you, Brian and Jill, and everyone who plays a part in the DAB. Oh, I'm getting emotional, and I didn't want to. I'm calling for prayer from my husband, Darren. Uh, Darren was diagnosed with Usher syndrome 22 years ago. In very general terms, Usher is deafness and then blindness in varying degrees. Darren has been deaf his entire life and last year diagnosed with legal blindness. Uh, I did call last spring but was um, emotionally babbling and I don't believe my prayer request was played, which was, of course, understandable. I am asking this community to please join me in prayer for Darren that he would draw closer to the Lord. The enemy is really beating him up. He feels very scared and isolated, and I see him losing hope. We have an appointment June 21st with a gene therapy specialist in Philly, and we are believing in complete healing for Darren. There has been an avalanche of gene therapy testing, and we're hoping that um, one of those successful gene therapy um, tests is the right one for Darren. If you could also please pray for this Usher Syndrome community, that they would know the love of the Lord and the hope and the power they have in Him, and not to feel isolated. Thank you so much, family. Hi, Daily Audio Bible. This is Stacy calling from Kansas. I've been a listener for several years, and this is my first time calling in. My nephew, Nathan, will be getting out of prison in a few days, and I'm requesting prayers for him and his family. Nathan is 28, and he has been in and out of prison his whole adult life. He spent much more time in prison than he spent out and has not learned to function as an adult in the outside world. This time, when he gets out, he will be released directly from solitary confinement, where he has been for the last year, to go home with his fiance and their son, Nathan Jr. Nathan Jr. will be turning four next week. My nephew, Nathan, has no experience being a father. His mother, my sister Amy, loves Nathan so much. She worries about him all the time and has literally worried herself sick. Amy is a Christian and prays every day. She is a good, kind-hearted woman. Will you please pray for Nathan? Please pray that God will send the Prince of Peace to hold Nathan's hand when he gets out of prison. May God cause him to be filled with a peace that he has never experienced before. May he feel comfortable and calm and be filled with love for his fiancé and his little boy and his family. May Nathan's family be welcoming to him and make him feel accepted and loved. May the good Lord send angels to surround Nathan and protect him from all evil. 
May he be protected from the influence of drugs, and may any people who might pull him back into drugs and crime be kept far away from him. May Nathan be pulled close in to God and his family, embraced and loved. May he be a kind and loving father and husband. May Amy also be blessed and physically healed. May Amy, Nathan, and Nathan's fiance all be filled with the peace that comes from God, which surpasses all understanding. In the Nathan- Good morning. It's Sunday morning, um, June the 2nd. And um, this is God's Girl calling from East Texas. And um, I'm kind of, this is kind of a different prayer request, I guess, but my ex-husband used to be a minister, and uh, we pastored a church, and long story short, we got divorced um, extremely hard marriage. Um, I'm trying to be very careful what I say, but anyway, um, my heart is broken. You know, we've been divorced for 16 years now, and he has cancer, and he's got it bad. And I'm uh, just calling in to ask that y'all please pray that God, his name is Jim, and please pray that God will, my prayer is that God will heal him. Um, cancer is a very bad disease. I've lost my brother-in-law to cancer, and I lost my stepdad six years ago to cancer. And so I know what cancer does. I know how it it makes a person so sick. And that's what's happening to Jim. He's getting very sick. My grandbabies don't know what's going on. Um, So I need wisdom. I need wisdom on how to pray. I need wisdom on how to be strong and uh, Jim doesn't like talking to me, so it makes it really hard because I want to encourage him. But anyway, I'll hush. I love you guys, and I love the Daily Audio Bible, and I thank you for your prayers. The Lord bless you. Bye-bye.